Phil Beckner here kicking off the next episode of Five Questions, where we're going to hit a bunch of topics and issues for players today. We're going to confront those with a high level of truth and authenticity by talking to an NBA player who has already walked that path and walked that journey. We're going to hear about separators from their career that matter just as much, if not more, than the skill and talent that they possess. Today, we're really, really excited because we got Wes Matthews, who's been in the NBA. He's from Madison, Wisconsin. He went to James Madison Memorial High School, and he was Mr. Basketball for the state of Wisconsin back in 2005. What's really, really unique about his story, he went to the University of Marquette, and he was undrafted in 2009. He signed a one-year deal with the Jazz, and then after that became the first ever undrafted player to sign a max contract in the NBA, and he's one of five undrafted players to have scored over 10,000 points in his career. So the current Milwaukee Buck, um, my guy, Wes Matthews, we're excited to have you. Appreciate you helping us out today. I, I'm I, glad I to be on. It. Good. I appreciate it. So, hey, like I said, we're doing this to impact and influence a bunch of players who are trying to get to where you want to be or coaches that are going to share these messages with players. And we go through five questions, so I'm just going to fire them out right at you right away. First question, what are your separators that helped you go from Marquette to undrafted to a max contract and 10,000-point career guy in the NBA? Well, I mean, every level is a different challenge. Every level is from, from high school to college, college to the pros, pros to sticking into the pros, pros to standing out in the pros, pros to flourishing as a pro. I mean, there's so many levels, so many stages in which you've got to level up to and transcend to. The main thing is confidence. That's the main thing is you got to have that confidence about yourself. And, and the way that you get that confidence is through your desire to work and, and really fall in love with working. And even days that you don't want to, you do it anyway. And it's got to get almost get to a point where it's like you're almost so hard on yourself. You stress yourself out if you're not. Like I, I know there's been days with me when I've been just wanting to chill. And, and there's a fine line, obviously, between you got to watch your body and, and listen to your body and, and longevity and all that kind of stuff. But a, a day where I feel like I could have gone, but I didn't, it almost kind of eats at you a little bit because you feel like someone else is. And I think that's that's the biggest separator is your confidence that you gain from your desire to to work and to love it. I love it. I think too many guys today, especially these younger dudes there, they struggle with confidence or they approach their coach, trainer, workout guy and say, man, I want to be more confident. But they're missing that element that you just talked about, the work ethic and the drive. And, you know, one of my questions for you well, you know, what's going to be about your work ethic, and we'll talk about that more. But um, appreciate you being really honest about that. Like, that, that, that's a great answer for these guys to hear. Next question, kind of a cool one here. So I worked in elite camp this past summer. Um, there, there's a couple different elite camps. There were five of the top players in the country that they wanted me to spend a little bit of extra time with developmentally, like uh, in between practices or games. And it was completely optional for any of the kids at this camp to come. So these top, out of these top five players, only three showed up each day. There were three opportunities to do it. Only three of them did. Two of them that didn't show up, the two that didn't come were actually the highest ranked. What's your advice to kids like that who didn't show up for the extra work or who are missing out on those developmental opportunities? That's crazy. I mean, 
you got to be there. Like, you got to be there. Like, it's, it's got to be that that top dog mentality. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. But, you know, that game, King of the Hill, like, I'm, I'm the last one standing. We go to these camps and all these kind of stuff growing up. You playing against all these people. Hell, you playing in open gyms. And so-and-so just moves in from a different state, and he's he's supposed to be the man. It's, no. It's no pecs. It's establishing a pecking order. You got to be there, especially if you're the top two there. If I'm two, I'm trying to beat one. If I'm one, I'm letting everybody know why I'm one. And everybody else is getting in how you get in. It doesn't matter because this is where I'm at. If I'm three and, and top two ain't there, I'm claiming one. <laughs> and, and if I'm fourth, I'm trying to beat three to beat one. Like, you relinquished it at that point to me. <laughs> That's big time. I didn't expect that answer. I've never thought of it that way, too, because uh, it, one and two, when they're not showing up, you're given a chance for three and four to catch you. And, and that's how you've built your career. So that, that leads to my next question. And um, you've kind of shared this story with me a little bit about when you had to check out of your hotel room and when Coach Sloan with the Utah Jazz had to kick you off the court one night and you didn't know what to do. Like you were shooting, put in an extra work after practice, and he told you to go home. You actually told me you thought he was kind of cutting you at first because you just came back to the gym so much at night. And then when you'd go on a road trip with the Jazz, you'd have to check out of your hotel room sometimes. So here's my deal. You have this crazy, and I've worked with some high, high level dudes, but you have this crazy, sickening work ethic. Like, where does that come from? Is that always healthy? And like, how'd you handle that in the NBA when you got there? I think it got greater in the NBA because when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't, especially my rookie year, I wasn't doing anything else. I'd never been to Utah before in my life. I didn't know anybody. All I knew were the hotel, <laughs> food, gym. I knew three places there. So I, I wasn't going to eat at the restaurant by myself. So you get tired of being in a room, go to the gym. And then that's, and then really just fall in love with, and really start embracing it and accepting it and loving it and making it habit, making it routine. Once you feel yourself get better, I think it just becomes so addicting. Like when you start and you, and you can feel the, the fluidity of your movements where you do something and you don't even realize that this is the one, two step that I need to take to get here. It's, it's, it's there. The ball is up. It's out of your hand. It's smooth. When you start seeing the game a little bit differently, when you just, you're playing without thought, you're just reacting. You know, you mess up a drill training because the dribble combo is between cross, behind, between, between, and you do behind, behind, between, behind, and it's just that smooth. You still get the same process. You know, that part is just, it's rewarding. That's awesome. I think uh, one, one thing doing these interviews now, you get to talk to some of the best of the best. Almost every other one, someone talks about being addicted to the work. And that's just a trait that like so many of the best, which you're obviously one of them have. And I hope a lot of kids pay attention to that. Here's a unique question. And I want you to elaborate on this. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit just because of certain character traits. We all look for these in life. Um, We look for these in teammates. So I'm going to throw three options out, three types of people out that you get to pick. And I want you to pick a former teammate for each one. You're walking down a dark alley. You're going to get in a fight. And you get to pick someone to have your back. Who are you picking and why? Jarrell McNeil. (laughs) That's my college teammate. That's one of my best friends. He's like my brother. Um, Why would you pick him? 
because we've been in situations like that. Maybe not dark alleys. (laughs) 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 We've already been in situations like that. So, um, I'm sure Buzz Williams would uh, love to hear that one, and I'm sure he'd probably agree with you, and he's laughing listening to this right now. and cream. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Um, Next question. You get to pick one former teammate to win a game with. You got to go win game seven, regardless of position, scoring, any. You got to go win a game. Who are you going to go pick to win a game with? I got some tough ones, man. I got Dirk. I got Giannis. I got Dame. I got L.A. I got D. Will. I got to go Giannis. Why? MVP. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go Giannis, man. Yeah, I love uh, just just being. I mean, but but I but gut like right away off the top of my head, it was like Lamarcus. Really, just because I've seen you know not no disrespect to Dame, obviously Dame's a ridiculous buzzer beaters and all that kind of stuff. But like you know, Dame was really really good when we were in Portland. Obviously, he's taken steps way way beyond since I've been gone out of Portland. But all I could just think about is how many times. We just, L.A. was just the bell cow. We just fed him. Just here. Here, big fella. Bail us out. Bail us out. You know, you knew that fadeaway was coming. You know, bang, bang. You know the fadeaway's coming. So get get back to this for me. And I, I, I'm piggybacking off this question. And just because I've been lucky enough to work with you all year in Milwaukee, and we've been in the gym at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, and we see the MVP of the league in there, Giannis. Tell me what makes him so special. Or tell me a great set like it was just unbelievable about him. I mean, what's unbelievable about him is the fact that he's so far from his who he can be. You know, he he's he's this damn good. He's this damn scary, and he's still got so much room to grow. And he and but the scariest part is that he wants to. That's the that's the scariest part I think about him. And the most impressive thing to me about him is that he wants that he wants to feel that that success. You know, and he's gonna get there. I remember one time you, you just got done with your shooting workout. It's about nine o'clock at night. You guys are playing the Suns the next day on a Sunday at two o'clock, which says a lot about your work ethic and your commitment before a two o'clock game. And as you and I are leaving, Giannis is finishing his strength and flexibility workout that night. And I asked, him, I said, so is this what the MVP of the world does? And he goes, just because I'm the MVP doesn't mean I'm the best player. I got to keep working. And you see that on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I mean that's him. That's that's, special. That, that's that, him. that that's really really special. Okay, so question. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, we left one off. So what teammate? You get to pick one teammate. What teammate are you going to dinner with? Dirk. It's because it's going to be comedy. It's going to be absolute comedy the whole time. He's nothing you would ever think Dirk would be. He's a tremendous human being, right? He really is. He really is, but he's a moron, too. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> he's, hopefully he's Dirk gets on your Instagram and listens to this now. Okay, wait. He'll probably text me. <laughs> okay, last question, and this is uh, the most special one. You've been a big part of this the last year year or so, you know, training together. You wore some of the shirts. Uh, you wore some of the hoodies, obviously. We have a phrase that says you either got to be better or you got to be different. And you've been different throughout your career. You've had to catch a lot of guys who are better than you, and you've done that by being different. And we always say if you're better, you have an advantage. If you're different, you have an advantage. But if you have both, if you're better and different, 
then you're elite. And you've become one of those elite individuals where you've signed a max contract, you've played in the NBA multiple years, you've scored over 10,000 points. So I ask every player this same question, put you on the spot, last one of five questions. What does it mean to be better and be different to you? To me, I mean, that's almost kind of like embodies just life, like what your existence, what your being, what your presence is. Life is, is for better, for worse, it, it's judgments and, and successes and failures. And, and so to be better, it's, it's a constant competition and not necessarily with that of other people. You know, the constant competition is that with yourself. You know, how much can you change about yourself? How, can, how much can you analyze yourself and what, what room for improvement can you make? And are you willing to do so? Because that's the hardest one to change is, is interior and, you know, challenging yourself to, to be the best version of yourself uh, before you can go out and, and be that against anybody else, you know, and be, being different, I think goes hand in hand because you have to be a, di- you have to be a different kind of wired to make those changes. Like you have to embrace fear. You have to embrace uh, being uncomfortable. You have to embrace loving work. You have to embrace um, the confidence, you know, a, a, almost a stamina to keep it going because there's going to be times, days going to be exhausting, but time's going to be exhausting. But you gotta, you gotta remember to stay, stay true to what it is that you're trying to be, who you're trying to be, and what are you trying to do it for. You know, so be better, be different is like, it's it's everything you've. You've got to excel. You've got to be elite. Otherwise, what are you doing? You're in the way. Wes, uh, I don't just say this, and this is why, you know, you're my guy. That was one of the best answers I've heard so far. Really, really authentic, really, really truthful. Uh, For all the players and coaches, you know, listening, if you're interested in joining us or learning more about being better and being different, just like Wes talked about, visit our website, BeBetterBeDifferent.com. And click join now at the top right. Uh, Wes, you just said some stuff about embracing fear, loving work, embracing being uncomfortable, the confidence, the stamina. Um, I I think you embody all those. And I think you embody one other thing that you're so good at those. You're you're a psychopath about them. And uh, (laughs) I I, I can't thank you enough for sharing those and that answer and, and, you know, being willing to impact and influence, you know, the the basketball community. So, So thanks for doing all this. Well, well done. Well done, Philip.